Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, sir. Praise the Lord, Apostle. How are you tonight? I'm good. Hold on, hold on one second. Uh, I'm well. I'm, I'm I'm well. The Lord has been very good, and uh, good. We thank God, Amen. Um, I actually. Uh, I had checked my blood sugar this afternoon. It was 106. It was 104 this morning and 106 this afternoon. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I, uh, I'm surprised and glad and appreciative, grateful. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, we have the round table. It's round table. It's 8 o'clock. Amen. Thank God for the Apostles' round table. Uh, Sir, would you open up with prayer, please? Yes, sir. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. We bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to get together before your throne and discuss things of the kingdom. Lord, we just ask you to bless this time that it will be beneficial to everyone involved and that it would bring you glory, honor, and all praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we thank God for... um, this time set aside. We thank him for his presence. And uh, we're appreciative of uh, just the various uh, variety of things that we've discussed in the past. And we're praying uh, and asking God for direction and help uh, even tonight on what we uh, should talk about and discuss and uh, uh, edify uh, the body of Christ. Uh, so, um, uh, somebody's coming on right now. Uh, God bless you, Deneen. How are you this evening? Praise the Lord. Doing fine, thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you traveling? Are you driving? I am traveling, yes. <laughs> I could tell. I, I guess I could tell by the way I heard the uh, call, the uh, phone uh, call. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, saints of God, um, Thank the Lord for the uh, roundtable tonight. Before I uh, move forward, you're probably going to see an email tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, I got a call from Detroit, and uh, if you recall on Tuesday night, I said that I, in the prayer, I said that I will not be preaching Sunday, and uh, I felt as if I wasn't supposed to be ministering, and I said, I don't know who's going to. Um, I felt led of the Lord to say that, and I got a call from Detroit, and uh, Prophet Christy uh, Laster Andrews is going to um, from Detroit. You know, Alicia, uh, you know, this is uh, Sister Laster's daughter, Bishop Laster's oh, daughter. Oh, okay. I, I know Amen. who she is, then, yes. What did you say, Alicia? I say, yes, I I know her parents well. Yeah, yes, I know you do. I know you do. And so um, uh, she's uh, she called me from Detroit. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, my daughter, uh, actually, uh, she talks very frequently with my daughter. And uh, um, anyway, uh, bottom line is she called, and I said, yes, come over uh, Sunday morning. Yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be on the, I'm gonna be on the Saints to have everybody in place and ready, and nobody dragging in. And uh, I guess I'll be picking some folks up in time uh, for service. Nevertheless, uh, thank God for the uh, roundtable, and uh, I, I'm actually waiting for uh, one more email. 
Uh, Danae is actually trying to get an email from me from Fanny because I want to send an email and not leave anybody out. Um, um, and uh, last week we uh, were discussing uh, missions. And um, yeah. um, it just so happened the other day, yesterday, I uh, saw this uh, DVD in my car and it was from uh, a person named Charles Bestman from uh, Liberia who was here last year in the States and had sent me this package. You remember Elder Shank, we were going out of town one morning and I went had to go to the post office and get this package? Right. Anyway, he sent me a DVD of uh, the ministry there and uh, so on and so forth. And I briefly watched it and uh, it reminded me Basically, it reminded me of uh, the conditions there, the church there, the way they worship. It reminded me of being in Jamaica. Yes. Uh, the, similar, the similarities are so strong. Yes. And, uh, and it looks it looks like Jamaica, if you will. Yes. And so uh, I said, if this is part of what Africa is going to look like, then I'm already uh, uh, kind of... Uh, 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 familiar to a certain degree with it by being in uh, Jamaica, but um, I thank the Lord even for you, uh, sir, and uh, Deneen last uh, week as we talked about the um, 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 missions and, and what we, uh, some of the things that we had to expect. Now, I'm going to ask right now, is there anything else that you want to bring forth from last week? And if not, I'm going to go to a, uh, another uh, um, uh, topic to, for discussion, something that all of us have experienced. So is there anything that um, anybody wants to say concerning uh, um, missions, going on missions, going to another uh, country, um, third world country, if you will, uh, for any missions ministry. One one small thing I'd like to emphasize was that when you're in a foreign country, to use their uh, currency so that you aren't overpaying for something by using American dollars, Money is uh, not always valued the same, so that when you get in country, the first thing you want to do is convert some American dollars into the local currency so you don't overpay. Your voice is breaking up, sir. So what? So... To change your U.S. dollars into local currency at your earliest possible convenience so that you're not overspending and that you're not uh, over tipping for your uh, time, place, or whatever you're paying for, it would be at the local currency rate. Okay. All right. Amen. I mean, that's, that's the wisdom, yes. You mean you were going to say something? No, I said, no, sir, I had nothing to carry over. Um, we haven't heard from Liberia, though, have we? No, In a couple not weeks, yet. Have we? We're just waiting for, I guess, that they said that everything was going through the affair, and once it's done, then we'll get the information. Okay. Okay. So, um, I want to discuss uh, something briefly for um, uh, that continues to uh, crop up and uh, um, I want to talk about offenses, being offended. Um, in Psalm 119, verse uh, 160. Thank you, Denise. In Psalm 119. Verse 165, there's a passage here that says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. 
And um, since I've been pastoring in uh, since 1987, uh, it doesn't. Uh, I don't think there's probably been a month that's went by that I can remember, at least, at least in the years recently, that I can remember of some kind of uh, interpersonal uh, situation relationship uh, uh, where people are offended or hurt or um, uh, where people become sensitive and they think that uh, you said something uh, to hurt them and you're not even aware um, of it. And um, it's called being offended. And uh, this passage of Scripture says, Great peace have they which love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. So that uh, there's a place in in God, in Christ, where you can become unoffendable, where you can become to a place where what happens doesn't, it doesn't shake you, it doesn't rattle you. And um, I've noticed uh, in the uh, confines of church life that a lot of people are very sensitive. They wear their emotions on their, uh, I don't know, what's the phrase, on your shoulders, on your sleeves? Sleeves. <laughs> and uh, some people, you know, people are so um, sensitive and um be very careful about, um, and a lot of times, um, one of the re- reasons why is because a lot of people have, uh, not a lot of people, some people have transitioned from uh, one ministry to another or from one relationship to another in their personal life, and they've never been healed. And uh, a lot of people have uh, have had issues with leadership. Uh, wherein uh, there was an abuse, um, some kind of critical thing occurred to them, and um, what happened to them was not in love, was not Christ-like in the confines of the church, and people have gotten hurt, and then they view um, leaders or leadership or an authority uh, with caution because um, of what has uh, transpired in the past. And then what ends up happening, um, um, pastors have to, uh, excuse the expression, pastor people that are hurt and are hurting and are sensitive and have been offended. And um, But this passage of Scripture tells us that there's a place where you can have peace. Nothing will offend you. And when it says, um, great peace have they which love thy law, it says law. What the law that's being referred to by the psalmist is the law of love. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the love of God and uh, where you dwell in it and um, where you dwell in that love and you don't, uh, uh, um, you become impervious or uh, you know, it, it equips you to be able to handle things the way Jesus handled things. And uh, they abused Jesus so badly that he was still able to uh, extend love and forgiveness to them. So let's talk for a few moments about um, this constant tool that the enemy tends to use uh, called offenses. Um, anybody want to share, you know, uh, in a synopsis or a general way about uh, how to deal with offenses, how to deal with being offended, how to deal with being hurt in church? Well, I, I know one. I, I know once a, a mother uh, of the church told me one time is that uh, that sometimes some people are a little bit more sensitive because they hold in a lot more or they pick up a lot more. And this was before, well, I always knew I had to call a prophecy on me. So she felt that that was one of the reasons why I kind of felt that way, because I was picking up, 
you know, people, their spirits and stuff all the time, and I was a little bit more sensitive. And uh, I, I remember in one of our uh, School of the Prophets classes, um, Prophet Patricia brought up that uh, our words carry a lot of weight, how you would come in, and then if you say one word, everybody else would get mad. And after she said that, then I kind of knew why in the past that was a reason why people would get upset with me too because my words carry weight. You know, if somebody else could say the same thing, but once it came out of my mouth, it 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 it, it was different. So uh, I think that's one of the reasons we're, we're a little bit more sensitive, um, you know, to what's going on around us. And I I guess we got to develop a little extra uh, thick skin to just know that you know this is part for the spirit, and this other part is I guess is for the flesh. Okay, so when that's you, understandable. When, so when so when you get so when somebody hurts you, what do you how do you react? Well, well, now I'm learning how you know being in a different atmosphere, just learning how to deal with it. That it's not necessarily uh, what it seems to be, and it's just a um, a spirit that the the enemy wants to bring to you sometimes. Uh, you know, to bring confusion and things of that nature. And just you get to pray and, you know, ask Lord to show you a different way that it's not always what they, they didn't mean it in a negative way, the way it was said, and just kind of got to learn how to not take everything to heart, you know. Okay, so how do you react? <laughs> Well, I mean, now I don't react that way anymore, I don't believe. I'm, I'm learning how to act differently, and that's the, the past that to say that's not what it is. You know, it, it's just, you know, my imagination, if you will, you know. So that's the way I look at it now. Okay. So I'm learning not to be so sensitive. Can I say it okay. Way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are shame? Yes, uh, <clears throat> I think that uh, part of being able to handle uh, hurts or uh, <clears throat> or comments or anything that is not like the Word of God, not like Christ, that you're dealing with, it takes it takes some maturity to be able to handle it properly, uh, and oftentimes you're you're not in a position to respond because that person may have authority over you, and it's hard to uh, make. Uh, hard to make the other person understand what it is that you're feeling. Sometimes they don't care, frankly. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> yes. I, I, I can say that because I had a leader uh, use a racial slur against me, and I didn't respond. And uh, I was surprised that I didn't respond, but... It was a mature thing to do is to just let it slide and not try and make a big issue out of it. Amen. And do you feel like you've been healed of that racial slur? I don't think I was hurt in the first place. Okay. Okay. Very good. Please continue if you desire. Well, I think the the one thing that uh, that interests me is that uh, a few years ago, I had uh, someone say uh, to me that. Uh, I was I was in the organization so that uh, I, I would be uh, 
somewhat uh, I'm not sure how to word this but not was in this in this organization so that I could get things easily readily or uh, that this was a way for me to uh, be important, I guess is the word that would satisfy what they said to me. Uh, I've rebuked that. I didn't understand. I didn't understand what you were saying, though. Yeah, um, it's it's hard to explain. This person thought that I was in this organization so that I would be uh, lifted up or made more important than what it was, okay. uh, what was necessary. Okay. So, Elder Shank, are you saying that they were trying to use your your uh, being Caucasian to come into a black organization to move further ahead faster? Yeah, I think that's exactly what I was trying to say without becoming racially insensitive. But yeah, I think that that, uh, that was what was in, in the mind of the person who made the comment, yeah. Okay. It's a crazy comment. Right. Well, I I I know one thing. I I now know exactly what it's like to be a minority. <laughs> okay. 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 I understand. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, um. Um. And 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 we thank the Lord for Dr. Shaw on the call, and uh, that's a ve- that's a very profound uh, uh, statement too. Um, um, I'm talking about uh, being offended. I'm talking about offenses that the Bible says will come, and that there's a place uh, where in Christ's love that you can find peace and not be offended. But uh, it, as I was saying, uh, as as I pastor and, and deal with, anytime you deal with people, you're always going to have to deal with um, issues that people ha- have with other people, uh, whether it's warranted or not, whether uh, you think it's things, and a lot of times you think things shouldn't happen, but things do happen. People have misunderstandings. And all kinds of various variety of things happen, and and I always try to say to people, you know, this is your brother and sister, and uh, uh, in Christ, and uh, so um, the Bible says, follow peace with all men and, and holiness. Uh, you know, so God wants peace with us, but I know a lot of times it's the enemy that uh, attacks. Uh, I was saying that's a, 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 a statement. Yes. Um, I, I I almost want to ask you what does it feel like, but I I, I guess I already know. I, I already know I already know the answer from my from my end. Yes. Um, uh, I, I think the no, I think the experience is, is very similar because you were in a position of authority not in the not in the church but in the business world too. Uh, yes. So you have you have a couple different avenues in which you can experience this. Yes. That's right. That's right. Um, so we're talking about being offended and how do we react when offenses come. Um, one of the things that um, le- people in leadership have to understand that uh, whatever aspect of leadership you have, have to deal with, you always have to deal with people issues, and uh, everybody, everybody is not even. Even though Christ wants a perfect church, uh, you know, you know, a mature bride is perfect, no spot, wrinkle, any such thing. 
you have a lot of you have imperfect people in this church that, that Christ is uh, uh, bringing unto Himself and uh, into His image, and um, we just have to deal with people. And, and if you can't handle if, if you can't handle people and the issues that people bring, you're not going to be effective in leadership. Right. Right. Anybody wants to talk, share? No, I was just going to say that's that's right because you you've you've got to be above reproach in leadership, and uh, so you have many different types of just the human condition. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Saul, do you need anything? Well, before before you answer, so I, I know a lot of times in, in in ministry, you know, as I look out in the congregation, I I become aware of uh, this person's uh, more sensitive, uh, highly sensitive. This person's excuse the expression tougher, tough, tougher. This person can handle things. This person. Uh, knows how to speak their mind and, and tell you what's up and whatever. And uh, uh, I've had uh, so many experiences where you know somebody would have an you know an odd against me if if I had uh, ten dollars for every odd that I had against me, I think I'd be rich. Uh, and a lot of times these odds that people have, I'm not even aware. When they tell when they tell me what has happened, I'm not even aware uh, that anything was going on. I mean, I, and right. uh, and and I have had the opportunity to say, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I didn't mean that. And, you know, a lot, and so a lot of times I have to be careful about what I teach and or preach uh, because you just have to be careful. Certainly, you want to certainly want to speak the will and the mind of God, but somebody out there may say, "Well, you know, you're you're talking about me," but in actuality, it was the Holy Spirit that was um, uh, pointing out a, a sensitive issue in their um, life. Uh, anyway, uh, others. <laughs> No. <laughs> Dr. Shaw. <laughs> Dr. Shaw. <laughs> I think that was the name, Dr. Shaw. Can you hear me? Oh, very good. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I think that um, things are done or to be done decently and in order, and um. You do have to respect the sensitivity of others when you speak and make sure that, you know, um, you're not offending other people. Sometimes that happens and you don't know, like you said. And and, and sometimes people are just that sensitive. Um, some people can get emotional on the spot and uh, disrupt uh, things that happen. Um, you know, I think it's the environment. Uh, I think a lot of that comes with an environment you might uh, be used to or come up in, involved in, and you automatically have your guards up or you're, you know, you're offended easily because you came up on that kind of level and um, you're always defending yourself or you find yourself defending yourself on an offense. And, um, you know, uh, when people say the wrong thing, you have to consider the environment uh, of even where you are at that time, um, the appropriateness of addressing the matter at that time uh, would be uh, incorrect. I think that, you know, if people offend other people or you get offended, uh, vice versa, um, it is a time that you pull that person aside and say, this is you know, what I felt and this is what I thought and 
when that person say that they didn't realize it, you know, then you you uh, forgive them and forget about it. I, I don't think you should hold a grudge. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, even in ministry, I notice that, you know, yeah, uh, when you're speaking or teaching and or preaching, um, people pick that up because a lot of times God addresses people in their spirit when it comes with the word anyway, people. There are people that get offended by the word. So, you know, and, you know, um, it's not always the person who's speaking's fault. If you're speaking from the scriptures, you know, um, people who are, you know, out here a homosexual type of uh, um, orientation going around now in the world, uh, when people are quoting scripture and now with the government involved, you know, it's, it's a real sensitive issue. People automatically um, feel offensive when they know that they're not, you know, according to the scriptures. And um, that's why a lot of them don't go to church. Um, And not just them, but I mean anybody who's doing anything that they shouldn't be doing. Sometimes um, they get offended because it's their own ways. And so, you know, it's still a matter that... um, if you have an ought against your brother or sister about any of that, you're supposed to bring it to them. But it's not something you address in the public. It's just like a family going to a store and the child acts up. You know, well, in some cases I would say deal with that child on the moment because I kind of did that. But I'm just saying there's a, there's a way to go about people who offend you. Take them to the side and talk about it. I think it's something that needs to be communicated because, like you said, the, the other person may not even know that's what they did. It wasn't intentional. And communication is essential. It, it's necessary on that order. Um, as with all things, communication is a real key to keeping um, and problem solving and keeping things lined up and in order. So, you know, it can happen. You know, and I think it is a natural instinct depending on the environment by which they, like I said, uh, came up in. You know, constantly having your guards up is, you know, that's something I had to deal with coming up. So I I can speak about it because I experienced that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, As you were talking, I was thinking, because I just sent an email while you were talking about uh, Christy uh, Laster coming on Sunday. And um, um, I couldn't find... uh, Fanny's email address, although I sent her messages and asked Danae to find what it is and also tell her, you know, what's happening. But a lot of times, even in administration, you know, you're sending messages out and you leave, uh, um, not intentionally, but you leave uh, email addresses out, Mm -hmm. you know, you forget to to say, you know, tell somebody something. They become offensive and then, you know, you're trying to... uh, uh, fix the uh, the hurt of the situation because you know a lot of times people think that you've done simple things as that you know where you forget somebody and you know you overlook them and they'll think it was done intentionally you know so um, church life is uh, can be very church life can be very interesting <laughs> mm-hmm. to say the least <laughs> and I think that uh, one area which is uh, not always dealt too well. It causes uh, causes hurt. Sometimes it can be healed of that hurt. Uh, there's one church where you're at, and you have to go to another one to get the healing that you need. That would be in church discipline. Uh, I, I know that uh, yes. most of the older pastors... Uh, use silencing as a tool, as a method to uh, keep uh, church discipline in order so that the person being disciplined is being set up as an example to the rest of the church that, hey, there's certain things I won't tolerate and we're not going to allow to happen here. And and, the the intent is oftentimes viewed uh, as something more uh, substantial than uh, 
what was called for, maybe. Well, I don't think this generation that has, uh, has arisen now are going to uh, take uh, what we called silencing before, being sat down. Right. It's just, it's just as easy for them to get up and uh, shake the dust off their feet and move on. Right. And to, to sit there and take to sit there and take what they would call today uh, legalism and men's traditions and et cetera, et cetera. Yes. What are your thoughts about that? That's a good topic. Anybody? Well, I think it's a good thing that uh, silencing and uh, other forms of church discipline are are ineffective in helping to build a ministry. Uh, matter of fact, use of uh, church discipline would uh, oftentimes, I think, uh, cause a uh, a lessening of attendance. Uh, people would uh, view it as uh, detrimental, and uh, I don't think they'd put up with it for very long. I think it causes division, too. Um, yes. You may speak into that um, because I've noticed and seen that um, when someone gets down or, you know, being set down, um, sometimes you have pastors tell other people and you can't talk to them. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you have pastors telling People and if they, you know, these people getting married, I don't agree with it. Not that I catch you at the wedding or hear that you at the wedding. That has nothing to do with the church. But that's when um, I, I think authority goes a little further than what it should be, and um, it causes division because a lot of the saints, you know, may not even speak to that person anymore. I don't even want to. I get caught with that person no more. Yeah, I mean, it's just all kind of crazy stuff out there. It just didn't make sense to me uh, how things were being run on that level. I knew that was not a God thing. It, it wasn't godly, although it's under the umbrella uh, of pretense. You know, people use a lot of times the scripture, the scriptures, and they can't use all of it. They use bits and pieces and put them together. And the puzzles don't even fit, but they make them fit like a square, you know, into a triangle hole. But, um, you know, and then try to justify it. It's really unjustifiable with God because he dealt with all people on all levels. And everybody, and if you think of all the apostles and all their inconsistencies, you know, nobody's perfect down here on earth. And yet you have people disciplining people for their imperfections and uh you know, certain things. And and granted, there are people who need discipline and then as far as uh, getting out of character or getting out of order or doing things that they shouldn't be doing, you know, in God's house. You know, but again, like I said, I mean, people who are out of order, whatever, pull them aside. You don't, you know, you don't speak out against them in front of everybody. It's, it's It becomes a showboat kind of affair. I can't get with that party, but um, I'm just saying I've seen that too. Um, it's strange. Um, it's not. It's not the same across the board with everybody. That's what makes it so bad. As with uh, belief and you know this whole uh, religiosity thing that everybody's dealing with, um, they're not on the same accord. Uh, their teachings and their learning habits and things and everything should be under conformity decently and in order and everybody should be under conformity as far as God is concerned in the way that he planted this whole scheme this is his plan this ain't man's plan and man has a way of trying to interject his own personality in all of this or his own image in this when we should have our mind on the image of Christ and you know it just um, I, I have to try to keep myself from being offensive in all of that. I get offended by that, and I should. By what? By what exactly? When I see people, uh, and I'm not trying to make myself like I'm all that, but um, when I see people in authority um, over congregations of people, and you know they're responsible for the souls of these people, 
and yet uh, they get out of order trying to be in order. And I I just get offended by it. I just I feel like I I should be on defense for God, and I shouldn't because there is no defense in God. He's his own defense. So you know I I have to get out of myself when I see stuff like that going on, and um, you know just I I don't call it up anymore like I used to. I, I don't have to pray on it and tell God to handle it because He's already got that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm yeah. I don't have to try to be His backup. <laughs> when I see stuff and, and stop running them and say, Lord, what do you think about this or that? How could they do this or that? I, I had to stop doing that. That was, you know, then it was making me look like I'm trying to be all that and I'm not nowhere close. So, you know, when it comes down to certain episodes and situations or whatever, you know, I'm still a piece of art, a work of art. So, you know, God still has to deal with me. And then for me to feel like that, you know, I'm sure... He sees everything. So I, I, instead of being so offensive now, I just turn it over to him. I just forget about all that extra stuff. You know, it's too much envy that that, uh, gets used up when it should be used somewhere else. That's how I see it. All right. Dr. Zing, any comments? Well, um, I was on a lot of those. (laughs) And uh, I got to a point. You said what? I was on a lot of those. Okay. <laughs> a lot of those silences. So uh, I got to a point, and I guess it was the last time that I said, it don't matter. I'm just going to do me. Because I feel, and I thought that's where Dr. Shaw was getting ready to go, but then she just was saying that across the platform that silences weren't quit created equally, but I saw in the house that it wasn't created equally <laughs> amongst my brothers and my sisters. And uh, because you can know somebody else is doing the same thing, and maybe because of a different position or something that they hold, <laughs> mm-hmm. wasn't nothing happening to them. But, uh, you know, it, just, mm-hmm. it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't good. And, and, and like, uh, you know, one example, you know, not marrying equally, yoke or whatever. Now, other people explain it that, hey, if the person believes in God, how is that unequally yoke? <laughs> you know, because, mm. you know, my second marriage, that's how, how, how that, that went or whatever. I got married and then, you know, put on the silence, and I didn't even know I was on the silence. You know, I did fornicate. That was one time I did fornicate. Okay, you're talking, you're talking, you're talking oh. so fast I can't follow. Okay, I, I, okay, I'm sorry. okay. Okay, all right, uh, all right. So you know, I, I got married a second time, and at that time I got married. That person wasn't in the church. However, once we got married, they started coming to church. But I was put on a silence, and I didn't even know I was put on a silence <laughs> because it considered it unequally yoked. And because I got put on that silence, it made me start having issues at home because I was really upset and disappointed by that. And then that caused him to waver off of church. So in a sense, you had almost like lost two souls, uh, you know, a person that didn't know holiness or whatever and was like, what is this, a silence, what, you know, and then being treated indifferently when you're supposed to be entreating this man or, you know, woman, you know, to this church, it was a turnoff because of the way I had received the uh, treatment or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I didn't do too much different than somebody else had do it. They made it okay with that person by, oh, baptizing the person right quick. And, you know, that didn't make no difference if their life didn't necessarily change. But I had a person right here who hadn't even been baptized yet, and life was changing. You know, so uh, I I haven't seen – I asked for a book one time, show me a book, <laughs> because if you're going to do it, show it to me, and then that way I know it's going to be across the board. Show you in Scripture, you, know, you so, mean? Park, say that again, sir. Show you in Scripture? Yes. I mean, I wanted – okay, you can, you can show it to me in, in Scripture, but I wanted it showed to me in a criteria booklet or something, a manual – because okay. you weren't treating everybody in there the same. So if you got this piece of paper 
that say, okay, mm-hmm. if you uh, do this, this is what happens to you. But don't make it 90 days for me and 30 days for another person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sin to sin, you know. So, uh, but that, that, so that kind of, uh, that, that put a bad taste in my mouth with that. And then, uh, you know, some other things that I heard came around. But it's like Dr. Shaw said, you know, people uh, shy away from you or whatever. And then sometimes some, they say, depending on the situation, oh, you, just because you was in this, uh, you can, you can um, oh, you can stand up and, and clap your hands on this one. But then when you get to a meeting, you can't have words. <laughs> The, the meeting didn't have anything to do with, uh, with you know, church, basically. If, if this is stated a union meeting or once a year and I have some information that's going to be valuable, that from that point on, I just, I didn't care. So it was like they couldn't use it with me no, no more. I was like, I don't care, you, you know. I got to a point. And it put, that put a bitter taste in my mouth or whatever. But I finally, you know, made it through that and, and passed that. So um, it, it, it was a very, uh, I think, detrimental time in my life pushing through that to, to work towards what God was calling me to that I knew that was within me. And in a sense, I kind of had to fight my way out. It, you know, I, I you probably understand what I'm saying. But for for me to get where I need to go, I had to, you know, really contend for the faith. Is, is that the right word to say to contend for the faith? Because I knew it was a call on my life, and it just didn't matter. You know, I had to push through. So I had to get over that that bitterness part. And I'm sure coming over to your ministry, I still carry some 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 things with me. Uh, I believe those things are dropping off. I believe so. I, I believe I'm being transformed by um, renewing my, my mind. Well, you know that's a very interesting. Um, um, I'll just I'm going to say this: at nine o'clock, I've got to receive a call from Christy uh, Nickerson concerning the conference. But um, and so we got about fourteen minutes. But uh, you brought up a. Um, Dr. Shaw started off. You brought up a good topic here concerning um, this topic that you're speaking about, uh, Denise. Um, and maybe it's something we should discuss on a, a Thursday night. There's a lot of lot of uh, views on that, and a lot of people have been hurt through silencing. Maybe Elder Shank mentioned it. And a lot of times we find out people are still sensitive to it and uh, still offended by what has occurred in their life. But uh, maybe we'll look at it from the point of uh, of uh, leadership. Let's you know maybe we'll look at the point of leadership. We know there's been a lot of um, damage done to people, uh, to relationships. We know a lot of it had nothing to do with God. It was more legal and uh, abuse of authority, I think Dr. Shaw mentioned. Um, but, um, and that's one of the uh, things that leadership has to deal with. Decisions have to be made, and everybody's not going to like this. Everybody's not going to like the decision. And uh, for me, for example, personally, I mean, um, you know, sometimes I, you know, know information you know sometimes you know when you talk to people and and counsel with people and some information is shared and it becomes uh, private you can't uh, share that information and you have to uh, nobody else in the congregation will know what that information is and you're making the decision based on what you know and how you feel with the Lord and people who don't have all the information will will make a decision on your decision or judgment on your judgment. And uh, um, I know that, um, for example, if uh, you all know what an ULAM is, right? You, 
You know what? You know when they when they refer to saints as ulams, you know what I'm referring to, don't you? No. <laughs> huh? No. And well, you know, you had la- you had lambs, and you had ulams, ulam, e w e lambs. Oh. And it, and it meant the uh, tender young okay. saints. And so if there happened to be an ulam in the ministry that was saved and sanctified, you know, Holy Ghost field, as we say, mm-hmm. and then we saw that uh, they were um, wanted to get married to a um, person that, you know, this is, this, is a, this is a thought process, right? That somebody said, well, they're not saved, you know, this person. And so they make a judgment. And they were they were silencing uh, people based on that, but I, I guess the motive behind it was you didn't want people's lives to be hurt or damaged. So sometimes sometimes those connections don't work out. Other times they do. There have been there have been people that married people that were maybe just baptized and not sealed with the Holy Ghost, and it seems like their marriage uh, worked. And maybe later on they get saved. But uh, sometimes it's protect it's protection over the saints and uh, anyway you learn a new term tonight an ulam mm-hmm. yeah well, I, I understand that but my my first marriage I, I was married to a minister that didn't work out right just because you that's right just because you married to a safe person don't mean it's gonna work that, out either that's right that, ain't, that worked out. And then here I am, you know, unfortunately with, with a third of, I mean, fortunately, you know, it's being married a, a third time, but people wasn't happy with that. It was like, you're not satisfied. Both of us was here working in the ministry this time, and, and both of us saved, so it was the issue now. So it's sometimes people's <coughs> personal feelings <laughs> of you. Yeah, that's I agree. Um, you know, people I've noticed a lot of older people in the church with with the sisters. The sisters have been in the church. Uh, I'm on a speakerphone or something because the echo behind me. Uh, anyway, I've known where older sisters have been in church, and were married to people who were not in church, had never been in church. But because they were married to him before they got in church, it was okay. And I noticed that the preacher and everybody respected this man, and it was fine. Uh, they were just glad to see him when he showed up in church, but they knew that that relationship was unequally yoked. And, and you know, they, they put the mother up, and it, it was all good. And then um, here you get somebody who marries somebody in the church, and... Um, that person's abusive and all such stuff is going on. And um, I've seen and heard the preacher ask the woman, well, what did you do wrong? You know, uh, I, I think everybody has a different perspective of what is and what isn't and what should be, what shouldn't be. And um, I, I, I think when it comes to this whole thing, my question was, where is the love in all of that? You know, there's so many different perceptions uh, and perspectives going on right now, what we were all talking about. But I think it really boils down to it's it's a leadership thing, but at the same time, leadership needs to understand love. And there's two types of leadership out here. It's a transformational leadership, and it's a transactional leadership. So first, it's a matter of what type of leader are you? And if you're a transformational leadership, you're looking to uh, lead people into finding the greater good about themselves and helping them uh, develop. A lot of those are found in some organizations, a lot of different organizations out here. Transactional leadership is the type of leader or manager or whatever you want to call that uh, only want to look at the bottom line figures. What you can do for me and what you can do for this company, uh, I'm going to make sure you do that plan. But anything else, I don't really care what you're doing it. I don't care how you're growing. You might not be elevated. Just produce the money. So there's transformational and there's transactional. And a lot of the leaders 
uh, ministers in, you know, religiosity and in the religious world really only look at the bottom line, what can you do for me? What can you, not for the church, it's what can you do for me? And that's what makes it so bad. So where's the love? That, I think it boils down to the understanding who it is that's leading and making sure that they have the people in mind and get through all of that and counsel people, you know, talk to people, uh, you know. Well, I understand what you you were saying about the, the leadership. We got, we got 10 minutes, right? Okay. okay, well, I, I understand the leadership point of view, what you're, you're saying that you, you, you were privy to some other information, and that's what helped uh, you base what you were going to do. But uh, it's, it's like you said, too, these young people nowadays, that's not going to go with them. I think I was coming through a phase that maybe when I was younger, you know, and you saw it happening to people, it put the fear of God in you, and then as you got older, you realize, hey, they just human too, and, and maybe because of something happening, you'd be like, okay, never mind. It, it, it just started evolving differently where silences don't do any any good anymore. Well, what doesn't do any good? Yes, silencing, yes, yes. Right. Yes. Well, one of the things I think, and one of the reasons why, and uh, you, you all may disagree, but uh, we're in a we're in a religious state of uh, the world system that is that is coming to the church where there's a spirit of lawlessness. There's a rebellion against uh, uh, authority, mm-hmm. and uh, we can even see we can even see that in a sense uh, in the Republican. Uh, 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 primaries yeah, yeah. right now. Um, okay. <laughs> um, nevertheless, and I'm not talking. Them, uh, I, I actually think I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, w- well, one of these days I'm gonna go on record and tell you uh, this is being recorded. So I, I'll say it when it's, where it's not recorded. What I think is really happening um, concerning. I'm not trying to flip on you. Concerning the Republican uh, primary, uh, well, I just I just say this: it's, it's, it's very possible that God is in this. Oh yeah. Because the this, both systems are corrupt. The Democratic and Republican systems have been corrupted. Politics is corrupt. It's, it's a corrupted system, and uh, it very well may be that uh, the Lord is uh, doing something about men's trying to bring down men's. Uh, uh, systems, devices, and he might be using somebody right now to do that because nothing that nothing that happens is stopping this person. I mean, all the crazy stuff that's going on, it just boosts him. But that's that's a, that's that's just an opinion. Well, um, thanks to God. Listen, we talked about a few things. Um, maybe we'll come back on. Um, um, next Thursday and pick this up about um, silencing. Silencing really had to do with authority. It really had something to do with authority and supposedly sin. But uh, nevertheless, uh, thank you all for your uh, participation. Remember this Sunday we have a guest uh, speaker. And you're going to tape it. Yes. Okay. Yes, as a matter of fact, I hope to get uh, Audrey to put it on UVerse. Okay. I'm not you, yeah, UVerse, so you can actually watch it. You stream. If you're, you you stream, yes, you yeah, you stream. stream yeah. okay. If so, if you're not in church, you can actually watch it, or you can go back and play it back. Okay. Uh, so, nevertheless, I mean, thank God, Amen, for you all. Um, remember, we have a prophetic school on. Uh, uh, Saturday at 10. Uh, thank the Lord, amen, that God has brought uh, Dr. Shaw safely to Florida. Um, amen. Don't stir up the jealousy here on this call. <laughs> and uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, thank you, uh, everybody. Uh, Elder Shane, thank you for all your, um, everybody, for uh, just your um, 
your realness, your, uh, uh, you know, there's no hypocrisy on here. And it's just uh, transparency, and I appreciate it. So I'm going to ask Elder Shank, would you uh, dismiss us, please? Yes. Dear Lord, just we thank you. We praise you. We bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you for this evening's discussion. We just ask you to bless each and every individual that partook and give us all safe passage where we're headed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Everybody have a blessed Amen. evening. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.